Hi, everyone. I normally don't do this, but I felt like uh, this podcast and what we talked about a little bit on it deserved a little preamble. Sheila and I, after recording this podcast on existentialism, we both came to a quick conclusion that we were very hard on religion um, in this episode. And I'm not recording this to say, so for those of you who have really strong religious beliefs, consider not listening to this one. I still think that you should listen to it. Um, Main reason being you understand the amount of hurt and pain that Sheila and I have both experienced and why we talked for a moment about the Kubler-Ross model of, of loss. And there is legitimate anger, depression, and then eventually acceptance that comes through the process that that her and I and many other people have gone through. So there are times where we're, we're pretty hard on it, and we just want everybody to know that we do love and appreciate all of the close relationships that we have with people who, who, who believe in their religion, who follow it and practice it. Um, there are parts where we do state that. We say, you know, like, you guys can believe what you want. Just like, please quit being so hard on us. It just brings us back to like so much trauma that we had in the past, which sounds so, so stupid. I recognize how saying like how this trauma that was caused to us from, from religion. Um, but it was a real thing and it was a real experience that we have. And that anger, I don't know if it's anger. It's, it's, we're a little bit snappy, um, (laughs) throughout the podcast. Uh, I would say more than, biting we're biting throughout the podcast more than we are um, intentionally harmful or offensive but i do understand how some things that we may say throughout this could could offend some but i think it's a good thing uh you've all offended me a lot uh it's not to say an eye for an eye is a is a good thing that's not that's not what i meant i think understanding where each position is coming from is what will make the difference overall in these relationships that we're trying to make the most out of uh, because it's it's hard like like hard, life is hard and figuring our role in life as it as it pertains to other people is a, is a difficult thing to navigate so i do just want to say once again this isn't a warning this is more i want to make sure that we have our explanation out there as to why we go so hard on on religion at times in this and you want to know what if it's hard for you to listen to stuff like that that makes me um pretty sad uh, because i had to live 20 years of my life eh, not 20 years i'd say more like six six years of my life being told how bad i was how unclean i was how dirty and how ashamed of myself i i should be and we definitely don't do that in this. And, and when I say that, that's coming from actual people telling me that from, from those who are members of the Mormon faith, um, from bishops telling me that I'm unclean, unworthy, um, at, at times being called a predator, at times being called really, really heinous, horrible things. Um, and, you, and you hear that in this. You, you hear in my little coming out party, if you want to call it, me 
my anger towards people who who told me those things and made me feel like I was worthless when in reality I was just an 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old kid, 20-year-old kid. I was just trying to do my best and trying to fit the mold that had been prescribed to me by by my parents and by a lot of other parts of the institution. Um, so if, if you have a hard time listening to that, um, you'll never be you'll never be able to empathize with me. Uh, and so it's probably you probably shouldn't listen to the podcast ever um, because this type of podcast isn't for you. Um, and I do just want to say shout out to a lot of the people in my life that I still love who always made me feel like I did have self-worth, that I could do things and that I could overcome difficult things. Because you were the people that helped me get through all of those those dark, dark times. And I think you're just good people. The religion did not make you good people. You were raised by good parents. Uh, your biology was such that allowed you to be kind to others. Uh, I think you are the real heroes. And we often don't, um, we often give credit to other places when in reality all the credit goes to you. So... To those people who do make it through this, know that uh, that I, I do love everybody, and that I I want to get better. I want you guys to get better, and without having an open discussion about it, no one's ever going to get better. So uh, here's the podcast. Welcome to We Want to Talk About It Now. Uh, this is going to be a little bit weird. We have Sheila on today. Uh, and so I've prepped a few questions for you, Sheila, okay. that you're not ready for. Oh, awesome. Um, so this is going to be really great. So question number one, what is the purpose of life? So you're just like throwing softballs. <laughs> and then, and then, and if you don't want to do it, if you don't like, I'm doing this like James Lip, uh, Lipton from Inside the Actor Studio. Uh, and if you don't want to answer, what is, what is the purpose of life? You could answer more like w at your most confident in what the purpose of life was. What was the purpose of life? Oh, God. Um, well, this might be a little bit negative, but I don't think that there's like a, like, uh, religious, which will be a great segue into this podcast, but I don't think that there's like a religious purpose to life, but I, like my own, I guess, like what's the, what's the point is to, um, form good relationships, be good to others, uh, like do unto others as you would want done unto you, whatever, um. But yeah, I think I think life's about relationships and other people and the what you what you share with others. So I'm gonna answer the question from the most confident I've ever been in my entire life with what a, the purpose of life was, and that is to be tested and to get a body. Okay. We, <laughs> the we most, took different tacks. The most the most confident I was ever in any sort of uh, existential type of conversation were those two things. I mean, you could add more into it. You could add all of the commandments that religion, that my specific religion, I should say, provided me throughout my life, but the most confident I ever was. And I don't know where that confidence c 
came from. Like if it's legitly, legitimately built into the religion itself, or if it's like this is a byproduct of the family that I'm a part of, my biology, whatever, whatever. It's probably a little bit of, of all of the above, but my 100% confidence was to be tested and to get a body. Then you'd go, okay, uh, what, what's the be tested part? Uh, well, it's just to have really, really crappy things happen to you throughout your life and how you respond to those crappy things. You always have to respond positively or you're a failure, which probably has a lot to say about the amount of depression that, <laughs> that, uh, that a lot of people in my faith go through constantly, the, that pressure of if I, like, this is my one shot, I got to, like, and let's just really quick, I mean, I don't want to get too anti-religion right off the bat so everyone turns it off, like, the idea that, that this one life, this 80-year this period will determine your eternal outlook for any religion. Like, this isn't just mine. This is all religions. Like, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be someone who's like, well, actually, there's this religion that believes in uh, eternal progression after this state. Most aren't like that. Most is just like, oh, wow, you did, you did pretty bad, so you're going to go to this bad place. Oh, you did, you did pretty good. You're going to go to this good place. And that is, that's insane. I don't even think Hitler, if like just to go, to, just to go right to, right to the jugular or even like, actually, you know who a better example would be? Genghis Khan. Uh, is that how, Genghis. I don't know how you say it. He, I don't even think he should go to hell for an eternity. Like eternity is a really, really long time, but uh, that's if there it's is an afterlife. Yeah. It's, it's literally <laughs> all time after this time, but going up. Off of that, like I've had significant changes in what I believe to be uh, our our purpose in this, and I think it's not as it's. I don't think it's like the same for everybody. It's it's got to be different. It's got to be different for every single person. What the the reason that that we came here, and it's kind of similar to like what you're saying. Like uh, actually, it's not. Mine's much more selfish than yours. I think relationships are important to me, but they're important to me because they make me feel better. And ultimately, my goal is have the best possible life I can have. And then if during that process, I can help other people have amazing lives as well and be an overall net positive in, in people's lives, that's, that's kind of what my goal is. But definitely number one goal, enjoy life to the fullest and not in like a... I was gonna say sadomasochist, but that's the wrong thing. What are those? What are those people who like stuff like that? That just eat, drink, and be merry lifestyle. I'm not. I don't mean that. You know what I'm talking? Not gluttons. Like a glutton? No. Oh, uh, like look a at that. Look at us on the same thing. It's, no, it's like narcissist? a. It's a specific word. Oh, we should just do this for five minutes. Try to figure out the word. <laughs> just, just try and figure out the word that Alex wants to. Like you just consume, consume, consume. Yeah, maybe it is a yeah. glutton, but I feel like there's a very specific word I can't think of right now. I'll think of it later. Uh, that's not what I want to be just like consuming. I want to be doing things, and that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> it's You're like this take, is such like a, a this is such a selfless endeavor. Um, Wait, can, but can we go back? Your sec, you said two things. You said to be tested and to get a body, and I'm assuming you don't mean to get a body, like like to work out, or do you? <laughs> no, like, no, <laughs> no, to, uh, like, w before this earthly life, Sheila, in case you uh, didn't know, we were intelligences created by our Heavenly Father, who, okay. 
who wanted to give us the opportunity to be tested on the planet Earth. Um, so you want to get like a, like a religious he, body. <laughs> and he provided us with a physical body for our intelligences or spirits to inhabit because without those bodies, we wouldn't even be able to be tested. So really, I should have said, first is to get a body, and then the second is to be tested, because you can't be tested without a body, which to me means, like, because if you think about it, like, so that means all physical things. Like, really what that says to me is sex is a really, really big thing in religion, because you can't be tested uh, with uh, premarital sex, uh, cheating on your spouse, et cetera, et cetera, unless you have a body. Like, if you're just a spirit, or maybe there's the potential to have spirit sex. I honestly don't really know. That's way, that's above my pay grade, but... I'm pretty sure that's where the, the entire idea comes from. Uh, and also, you probably can't steal from people. You can't do all the things to other people without a body. Got it. I mean... You need a body fair, so you can murder. <laughs> to be fair, you were working on your fitness a lot for the last year. So I was like, maybe you had two two purposes. One was to get really fit. And one was to... Whatever, whatever else. Multiply um, to be tested. Come on, Sheila. To be tested. Sorry, Didn't I was really he distracted. Didn't he say he sent us to be tested? Didn't he say the way would not be sure? Don't you remember that song, Sheila, from uh, growing up Mormon? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> is that an actual song? I, it is. A, that's an actual song. I don't know if it's just for Mormons. <laughs> But it definitely was a <laughs> definitely was a part of my upbringing, and that's those. I mean, are, yeah. Occasionally, you do break out in songs. So. <laughs> you break out in songs that you're just like uh, riffing on. Yeah, just ripping off, uh, just, yeah. Just, yeah, just stealing and no, making up riffing, lyrics. Too. Riffing, not ripping. Oh. <laughs> uh, but so I don't think we've solved it yet. And like, what's weird about this conversation too is like philosophers have been thinking about this for thousands upon thousands of years. I'm like. I'm just going to come in. I'm going to let you guys all know what the purpose of life is. I got it. I got it. <laughs> but then, like, part of me is also just like, you want to know what? Does it really even matter? Like, honestly, yeah. like, I'm not here to, like, convince anybody. This is 100%. I know, like, a little facetiously, I was like, yeah, that's the reason I do the podcast. Like, I create this for people. No, I do this for me. I do this for a number of reasons. It gets me excited when I see how many people are listening to it. So I'm just like, wow, I can't believe 100 people listen to that podcast. Why would 100 people listen to anything I have to say? And then two, so it feeds my ego. And then two, it is is 100% my therapy. Because like, before we started recording, like, it, it frustrates me to no end. I'm just like, I can't control what other people do. So why do I get so upset about what people do all the time? Like I, I, the amount of time that humans spend talking about other people, which is probably a good in like a negative way, I should say, is insane. Like the amount of gossiping we do, and I try to have like these super. Like this is once again, I, I sound so egotistical. Whatever I talk, I try to have like these deep, if you want to call them deep, conversations with people, and and regularly, I'm just like. Is the human mind not not made to have these type of conversations? Like people just either immediately shut down because it's like, ooh, we're no, all right. Now we're starting to talk about a subject that like I feel a little uncomfortable talking about. Oh, you want to bring if you want to bring God into this uh, this discussion about the meaning of life. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. It's like, how else are we going to do it? That's what your entire meaning of life is based off of. It's based off of God telling you this is what you're supposed to do. Like we're going to have to talk about those types of things. Like that's why you are the way that you are because someone was inculcated 
then someone else was inculcated, then someone else, so on, so on, until you were inculcated with whatever it was. And this is for all belief types, like religious and non-religious alike. Like, I don't doubt that atheist parents also inculcate their children with atheist beliefs. We just, we give what we think is the best to somebody. Anyways, yeah. all of that to say is I, I waste so much of my time just like being pissed off at people that I feel like it's more of a disservice to myself than, than I should allow it to be. Is it ironic that, like, you're pissed off about people being pissed off about other people? Yeah, and, like, sometimes I'll be, uh, I'll, be, I'll caress my ego even more and be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not judgmental. Like, I'm just judgmental <laughs> of people who judge other people. But then I go, no, Alex, that's judging. You're, you're, you're part of the problem. You are judging people just like all of these other people are doing. To quit trying to find, like, a positive spin on it to make yourself feel better – you, what you're doing is judging. And let's be honest, Alex, you don't just judge people for judging. You judge people for a lot of stupid stuff that they do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, like that's don't 100% my opinion uh, for most of this stuff. But I would love to – there's just so much discord all the time. Like I, I'm a firm believer that what we're living right now is – has always existed. P people have always been very polarized in their beliefs. It's just easier to appear more polarized now because we have so many different media that we can use to express the, our discord overall. But I, yeah. I, I, but I, I come back to like, how, how much of all of this discussion really matters? Like I'm, I'm pro-choice, but why do we really need to talk about abortion? Well, um, uh, and if, like, it's, if it's legislature, yeah. But there are so, like uh, uh, this is gonna come across like there there is it's like uh, in the office. Uh, I forget what Michael says. He's like, like this is my this like the this is the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. And then Creed says to him, "You should have much bigger concerns, Michael." <laughs> like we get freaked out about stuff that impacts nothing in our real lives, and legitimately the world's going to end in like 50 years. We're all going to die within like the next. And, and and even if let's say we figure out global warming, let's say we figure it out. And I, this is not to say we shouldn't try to get better, but let's say global warming, we figure out there's some sort of magic cure that Iron Man comes out with to create all renewable energy. Cool. The sun's going to go out eventually. It's going to be in a billion years or whatever, but eventually the sun's going to go out uh, and destroy everything in its path when that happens. So what, 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 what's, what's, what's really the point of getting worked up about a lot of these things, everybody? Uh, all, it does a disservice to you and the people around you. It makes you less fun to be around. And a fin de cuentas, it really doesn't matter. I mean, this could turn into a, a totally separate podcast than what's being intended, I guess. But I, I see I see your point. I mean, at the end of the day, like nothing nothing matters if if you don't have a belief system or a like a religion. How do you say religious? But like, if you don't believe that there is a life after this life, then I agree, nothing really matters except your own experience, like on this planet while you have it. To to our conversation earlier of like, I just want to have a good life and be a net positive, not not add to anything bad in the world. But it really hinges on that that religious belief component. Because if you think that there is a penalty or a reward for how you act now, then it everything matters. I got bad news for all you religious people. You're all doing a really bad job. 
<laughs> None of like based on based on based on your religion's rules and whatnot, especially the love thy neighbor one. Good luck. And, and mm-hmm. by the way, love thy neighbor is not just love thy neighbor in your religious community. It's love all thy all of God's children. And what's funny, how we're talking about this, you can tell that we're from America, very Christian centric. I just I know so little about um, yeah. Islam, uh, Judaism that I don't even want to get into it. But if I had to guess, just based on human nature, you guys are probably strug- struggling just as much as most Christians are. So quit trying to judge everybody. And, and that's the crazy thing, though, too. Like, <laughs> so let's think about. It. There's a million Muslims. There's a million. I know there's not a million. Uh, like. I don't know how to say this. I was about to say there's a million Jews. I feel bad saying that. That's that's proper. Jews. That's fine though, right? Like there's a million Jews, there's a million Muslims, there's a million or a billion Christians. Like, all right, one third, just immediately eliminate two thirds of the other ones. The, only one third of these people have a chance to to actually get this eternal salvation. None of those one third of people that have ever lived. Most of them are pretty crappy people. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like, I'm not to like, I'm sorry, the Catholics are just such an easy target when it comes to this. Like, everyone knew, everyone knew what was going on and let it happen. And, and you know what's great? I don't even have to say specifically what I'm talking about. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Everyone knew what was going on in the Catholic Church and everybody let it happen. Everyone is culpable for all the things that happened to those people. Good luck making it to heaven because you let pure innocence be ravaged time and time and time again for thousands of years since the inception of it. So just to, just just throwing that out there. Uh, sorry to just pick on Catholics right there. I know every other religion has its, has its flaws as well, but it's going to be very boring. It's going to be a very <laughs> boring afterlife, like the, the three people. So it's going to be Austin Vanasek. Uh, it's going to be Austin Vanasek and... It's probably just going to be Austin Vanasek chilling out. <laughs> probably Austin Vanasek just chilling out by himself in heaven. And don't get me wrong. Austin's a great guy, but but like it's not going to be that fun for you, dude. It's not going to be that fun if it's just you in heaven by yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Because that is totally fair. Like It has a lot to do with what, with what people's uh, beliefs are. And once again, I'm, I'm being very judgmental right now, and, but I stand, I stand by it. Uh, that's one thing I like about Mormon, Mormonism. It says... There's a scripture that Joseph Smith uh, trans, uh, not translated, retranslated. It's anyways. The the scripture is, "Judge not, lest ye be judged." And then he changed it to, "Judge not, unless ye judge with a righteous judgment," or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, we should we should be able to judge if like someone is clearly in the wrong. Anyway, but I I I I, I was thinking I was like I don't want to talk too much about religion in this, but like it's one hundred percent tied to all of existentialism. Religion was created so people could decide what their existence was for. It's it's this question of trying to know why why we're here. So you have to you have to go somewhere. But what I what I'm nervous about, uh, not nervous about. Honestly, I I care. Whenever, by the way, just anyone listening, all twelve of you. Whenever anyone says, I don't care what other people think about me, them saying that phrase automatically means they care about what other people think about them. Someone who doesn't care what people think about them, they don't need to say that phrase uh, to, to, boost their, to boost their ego. Anyway, my fear has always been um, 
because I've seen how people treat people like me. So just just so everybody knows, I don't think it's shocking to anyone. I no longer believe in the faith of my youth. And immediately when I say something like that, I just imagine all of the people of my faith going, oh, that's so sad. He's lost. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. lost. Like it's so like his life must be going pretty terrible. Actually, you want to know what? My life has never been better. But this is the best I've ever, like the last, especially like the last two and a half years have been, thanks Trump, the last two and a half years of my life have been like the best, the best time in my life. Uh, Why that is, I have no idea. I know I feel way less guilt for stupid things. I know I enjoy being around people because I am far less judgmental than I was before. I'm still judgmental. I don't think that's ever going to go away. But I just remember when I was a kid, when my brother had left the church and like, we would always like pray for him, like, please bless Matt so that his, his heart may be softened. I'm like, are people praying about that for me right now? Like, guys, don't worry about me. Like, you want to know what, instead of praying for me, go help the kids that are hungry in Africa. Uh, Instead of sending your missionaries to the United States, to all Western world countries, how about you actually have them go do something that benefits the world net positive? Uh, Sorry. Little little bit of a tangent right there. Don't don't worry about Alex Skinner. Alex Skinner's doing just okay where he's at right now. You don't need to to waste honestly meaningless words. Uh, thank you for thinking of me. Like that is very kind, but you, you you don't have to tell. You don't have to let God know that He needs to soften my heart because I feel like my heart is much more soft than it was before. Which what the f kind of phrases? I'm, I'm ranting so hard right now. Uh, I'm, like, Alex, six minutes into his six minutes into his rant, like the the, the so, soften like softening of a heart. It's such it's such a weird phrase. Sounds like a health problem. Yeah, it sounds like well, yeah, like you want your heart. Like let's be honest, you don't want your heart to be hard either. If your heart's hard, you're not going to be able to pump blood through it. But if it's too soft, you're going to have too much blood flowing through your body, and I feel like that's going to cause like an arrhythmia or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It's <laughs> just going to say, are we doctors? <laughs> I don't think you want to have a soft heart either. It sounds like it's melting. Like what is, what is this temple of doom? And for any Indiana Jones fans out there, there's, there's an awesome scene in temple of doom where he just like rips people's hearts out of their chest. Anyways, I was not allowed to watch that as a child. I had to turn 14 before I could watch that one. PG 14 at the Skinner's house. Anyways, and so I feel like all of that to say people waste their time on stupid things like praying for Alex Skinner so that his heart can be softened when you could be going out and doing actual things. And you're like, Alex, what are the, all those cool things that you're doing for your neighbors? I'm not doing anything, but also my new religion that I have doesn't require me to go out and do nice things for people. Uh I shouldn't say I don't do anything. I still do nice things for people. It might not be on like as organized of a scale as a lot of other religions, um, which, by the way, makes it much easier. Oh, there's going to be like 40 people going to this thing that I know? Cool. It's like, it's like a hangout as opposed to like, all right, I'm going to go serve soup. It's not even serving soup. I'm going to go soup, serve food to the homeless. I don't know any of these people. It's just my wife and I going. We'll see what happens. That's a much bigger risk. Yeah. socially than, oh, I know all these people. This makes it easy. Let's go chop firewood. Anyways, yeah. I need to stop. Uh, stop me, Sheila. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you should keep going. But I think, I, I like, to go back to your earlier points of, like, why 
religions developed or whatever so that people would have this purpose in their life. Like, I've been wondering lately, like, why do we feel the need to have a purpose? Like, why are we so bothered by the idea that there isn't there isn't more after this or that there there isn't, like, someone who is guiding our life for it to have, you know, quote-unquote purpose or meaning? Why isn't it enough that we get this this blip of time to live our lives, enjoy our lives as best we can, be you know, whatever whatever personally matters to you as long as you're not hurting other people. Like, I, I think I was, I still struggle with that a little bit, but, like, there's kind of a part of it that's, like, freeing. Like, that you you aren't trying to prove something for the rest of eternity. You're you're just kind of gifted with this this time. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I actually have written down in my notes. But there is something empowering about all those times I said, thanks, God, for getting me through realizing it was me and all the people surrounding me that helped me get over whatever I was getting over. Like, I have a a much higher gratitude for people in general now. Like, I hated people. uh, Like, being hyperbolic, I didn't hate people. Uh, But I did not want to associate with them as much when uh, when I was religious why that is kind of kind of weird to me but now i'm just like oh my gosh i actually need these people like before i thought it was just like alex and god bonnie and clyde just uh just gonna go rob all the banks <laughs> in in my fantasies as a religious person god and i would go and rob banks together uh <laughs> for whatever reason that is but we um but really, it has nothing to do with with him and i i actually need all these other people surrounding me a lot more than I ever gave them credit for. And it's super cool. Just like I have such a great, um, a higher respect and love for my parents. Granted, a lot of the times I was going through things, it was because of God's arbitrary rules. Like, oh, premarital yeah. sex. Alex had premarital sex again. He's getting kicked out of school. Uh, check out that uh, episode on We Want to Talk About It Now. Alex gets expelled. And it was my parents that helped me get through that entire thing. Like that very, at what I thought at that time, very embarrassing thing that happened to me uh, that people, once again, take their lives over. I had a great support system. And not just my parents, like my brothers and sisters were awesome throughout that entire experience. And I definitely give them a lot of credit for getting me through that. And, and now it wasn't God who helped me get, who helped get me through that. He was the stumbling block. He was the one that made me feel worthless. He was the one that made me feel like a piece of shit for wanting for as a, as an 18 year old having sex with uh, another 19 year old. He was the one who was telling me I was bad and dirty and whatever. Like he's the one who set this up when in reality, I'm not at all. Like, and people help me realize that. And that's part of my reason for like the exit. I don't, I never want to feel, I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Like, I really don't want to feel like I did back then ever again. And I don't want my children to ever have to feel like that. Let's say I have a a gay kid that's born. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. That's all I got to say. Kudos to all the, the, the gay members of the LDS faith, but I don't know. I don't know how you do it um, because- I remember 2008. I remember putting up yes on Proposition 8. We don't, yeah. we do, no matter what anyone tells you, we, at that time, I, I, I've since changed, we didn't want you to get married, and we still don't. And that's kind of crazy to me. First of all, why do you even want to get married? Why does any straight person want to get married? Like, marriage is such a, <laughs> once again, tangent again. Marriage, <laughs> marriage is so stupid. It is literally 
ownership of another person. Like that's how it started out. Hey, you want my daughter? Give me this thing. Boom. You own my daughter now. Have sex with her. Make as many babies as you want. Like, why do we still have institutions like this that exist? Like, anyways, it's side note. Uh, not 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 super important to to talk about this. All 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 of this to say, we have all of these things that humans have created that essentially have helped us to evolve to where we're at right now, which is great. But you want to know what? We can slowly start getting rid of some of these things. And people are, and I guarantee to you, Sheila, people are listening to this right now, and they're like, "So we're this is this is what the this is." Like literally what the scriptures say, people are going to start talking yeah. about. Like uh, it's going to say, you want to know what? You, you want to know if, if God didn't want the world to end, you know what he should have told people not to do? He should have told you to not multiply and replenish the earth. He didn't see that one coming. Turns out overpopulation is a horrible thing for the planet. Uh, so maybe he shouldn't have been telling people, yeah, you want to know what? Have seven or eight kids. Or maybe maybe it was someone who's just like, you want to know what? We could tell people that they need to multiply and replenish the earth because this will do two things. Boom, they can farm. They can farm really well. They have their own built-in workforce. But two, we'll be able to perpetuate the religion just by inculcating all of these people. Maybe maybe that's the reason why we want to multiply and replenish the earth. Anyways, once again, going off on a tangent. <laughs> Ultimately, all of these things really, really don't matter. And what's really weird, as, as I'm doing this, I'm just like, there's going to be the few people that listen to this Within within ten years, I guarantee there will be zero new listens within five years of this specific yeah. episode that we're talking about. Like everything, everything has an expiration date, and none of us are taking full advantage. I feel so so bad for, and I, I believe that there are women who do get fulfillment out of having children, but I think there are some women who in order to fill the role that they're supposed to fill on this planet, according to God, having kids multiplying and replenishing the earth didn't live as full of a life as they could. And I can already hear all of the angry people like, no, no, I, I lived, I lived the fullest life. I lived the most full life. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky that your husband hasn't died yet. Go try getting a job right after your husband dies. Yeah. It's not, it's not as, it's not as cool what you've been doing this entire time. What you're going to have to do is latch on to the next dude that has a job as quickly as possible in order to, unless you have a great life insurance plan, then you're set up for life. So that's good. But I've seen way too many times where the husband leaves the picture for whatever reason or another. I'm just like, yep, that's, that's, that's what happens when you dedicate your life to this one thing for forever. It can work. I'm not saying it can't. But if it doesn't work out, you're screwed. Well, and if you're one of those people that really it does find fulfillment, great. You found something that gives you fulfillment, and that's that's great. But I think the point is you're not – it shouldn't be something that's mm, not forced, but like uh, – what's the word? Like it's it's like a religious expectation that that was the purpose of your life versus you kind of deciding what you want out of your life, like yeah. when you're when you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And I wonder how many, I don't know, I don't even know how you would quantify that, but I wonder how many people, how many people have been like, at, the, at their deathbed, been like, you want to know what, it was great having all of those kids, but I wish I would have done something else. And, and that actually kind of goes for dudes too. Like, oh great, I had nine kids, I was raising nine kids with my wife, granted I got to go to work for eight hours a day, but for 40 years of my life. 
And I also understand the irony, being the youngest of nine children, <laughs> saying, saying multiply and replenish the earth is a stupid, dumb rule that nobody should be following. Very grateful that that I'm alive, but you want to know what would have happened if I would have never been born? I would have no knowledge of it, and so everything would have been fine. We always say that ignorance is bliss. It's very true. Uh, it's weird because I don't know what not existing was like before, so I have constant existential crises about not existing again and what that's going to be like. And I, I have to tell myself, Alex... It doesn't matter. Like you're the you're not the one who's gonna suffer when you die. It's gonna be those around you who are gonna be sad that you're gone. And probably after this podcast, everyone's gonna be happy I'm dead. Uh, just I'm basically basically uh, offending my entire base right now <laughs> with every with every subject that I'm ranting and raving about. But um, all all of this to say, just let people live their lives. Like yeah. the reason that I'm being so hurtful right now is I'm just like. You think you made the best decisions in life? Like, what, what, what makes you believe that you made the best decisions in life? Like, what, what evidence do you have to support your claim that you're living a better life than I am living with, with my wife, with other people around me? You, you, you generally seem the most angry out of everyone, as Alex, once again, is ranting and raving. Like, whenever I hear gossip, it's almost always from probably because a majority of people in the world are religious, so it's, it's that way, but it's generally speaking judgment on, yeah, did you hear this person got kicked out of school? Um, when it's someone that you're actually close to, you feel for them, so I know that my family felt for me during those tough times, but I also know that there were people like, why aren't you on your mission yet? Why aren't you going on your mission? It's been, you're supposed to go on your mission at 19. You're supposed to go, you're supposed to go right now. How come you're not on your mission? And man, if I could just go back with my, with the knowledge that I have now, just to tell everybody, worry about yourself. Like, why aren't you on a mission? Well, you know, I'm 40 years old. I have kids, whatever. You could still go on a mission. You can go on a mission whenever you want. You can take your kids with you on your mission. I've seen people do it. That's how I know it's a possibility. Why don't you go on a mission? Oh, because you know how crappy missions are. That's that's why you're not going on a mission. So I rest my case. Stop well, telling me what to do and worry about yourself. To be to to um, I guess give people the benefit of the doubt. Like and coming from your years in the faith, like do you think that some of those things are coming from a good place, but they are just misfounded in as far as like why like the the belief behind it is flawed in our your opinion, but like they're. It, it, like I'm just thinking about like the abortion argument, which is like the people who are against it literally believe you're murdering babies. That is like a pretty, in you know, it's a pretty understandable. Intense, yeah, yeah. Like you're like, okay, yeah, I see why you're so fervent about this. So like looking back at it, do you think that most of those times or any of those times were people that genuinely cared about the your soul, really, um, or do you feel like it's more of like? Uh, righteousness like i feel better because you're you're not as good as me or whatever or i didn't fall for that same thing that you fell for definitely a mixed bag like i, I wouldn't even be able to like put a percentage on either one but i think there were people who were just like hey you're crappy like i'll never forget i'm not going to say who the person was i'm really good friends with well i have strong feelings positive feelings for this person now but i just remember in like a sunday school class after my brother had been 
I won't say sent home. He wasn't sent home from his mission. He came home because he had uh, depression issues, which a lot of people like. Th- it's so weird talking about this because, like, at that time, the stigma around him coming home for because he was depressed and like now where we're at now and we have all this understanding of like, oh yeah, this is really hard for people. And like, we're much more, we're still judgmental a little bit, but we're much more compassionate. Um, anyways, he gets sent home. And I remember in my Sunday school class, someone uh, using that as like an offensive, I forget, it was ultimately like I said something to me to her and her response was, well, at least my brother finished his mission. I was like, oh, like, like now I'm like, oh, that's a good bird. At the time, I was super <laughs> pissed. Uh, so you have those people who are like, you have sure. to do it. You're weak. You didn't do it. But then you also have the people who are like worried about your salvation or whatever. But those who are worried about your salvation, my response to you would be many people haven't gone on their mission and have been good people. Uh, a lot of women don't go on missions and are good people. A lot of men just even though it's a responsibility for them to go, don't go on missions. Man, this is so Mormon-centric. Um, but that's what I know. Like, I can only talk yeah. about the, the narratives that I've experienced in my life. I don't want to legislate against rules and practices that I haven't experienced myself, which I did yeah. with the Catholics. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't even think it's, like, unique to – I wasn't even using the, like, Mormon mission trip as the, the one thing. I just think in general, like – what you said earlier about you know people are listening to this and thinking like oh Alex has really lost his way like whatever I also like that's also something that bothers me is like people that I used to be really close with or whatever back when I was or I'm still close with but but people that are in my life that would be worried to hear me say like out loud like that I have left the faith or don't believe in it anymore or whatever like that, I think for a lot of them, it does come from a genuine place of like concern for my soul. And I don't come from a Mormon background for, for everyone else. Green um, Valley Community Church. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so more like non-denominational Christians. So it's, it, I feel like from what I know about the Mormon church, like the Mormon church, like it seems like even if you do not do all the things you're supposed to do, like you're still not going to like a pretty terrible place, right? Oh no! Like as far as like Mormonism goes, Mormonism yeah, yeah. has the best hell. Yeah, that's that's what I've gathered. <laughs> like the af- the afterlife for Mormons is like the best, and I have the feeling that has a lot to do with Joseph Smith being like seeing things going. This is how you this is this is how you know it was created by a man. It's just like you want to know what like he he was just he was just um ahead of the curve is what how I want to say. He's just like you want to know what sucks. Eternal punishment. All right. So we have these three degrees of glory. You have the cool one where, like, you can eventually become a god. You have the middle one, which isn't as cool, but it's better than our earthly life. And then you have the last one, which is basically you just continue your earthly life. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, they also have, like, outer darkness, which is for – which I think technically I fall into the outer darkness category. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think I do. Um, it has to be someone who has a sure witness and how it's been explained to me is, like, people who have seen Jesus and then deny him. That's like only those people, which is like less than like 0.000001% of all human creatures ever, human creatures. So I don't think it'll... Have you seen Jesus? Yeah, so it won't be that bad. And I'm sure there's people listening like, nope, that's not exactly true. I don't care. It's stupid anyways. (laughs) It's all made up. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's all all arbitrary. Um, But... and, and, yeah. and let me just apologize right there. I'm sorry for saying that. Like, I don't want this to be like 
super divisive and like hard for people to hear, I still love and respect you. I don't care really what you believe in. I still enjoy hanging out with people who believe in this stuff. Some of my best friends still believe in this and I really don't care. What I want is for you to stop caring that other people have stopped believing in it. Um, you think everyone's, every, even mine, everyone's beliefs are flawed in some way or another. We just have to realize that and just be okay with it. Uh, I, I know the way that I believe is not the best or perfect way. It's working for me so far. Um, I recognize that alcohol is not good for your liver and not good for your body, but you want to know what? Some of the best times I've ever had, some of the best songs that I've ever written have been when I have been not like uh, drunk out of my mind, but like I get to that tipsy level. Um, and so I know that it's, I know that there is bad that can come from it, but there's also been great things that have come from it. Great times hanging out with Sheila. Like um, there've been a lot of great times, like Waxy O'Connor's. Waxy O'Connor's <laughs> in London, England was one of the best bar experiences. If not, well, it was the best bar experience of my life, but it was one of, one of the top, probably 25, 30, probably top 30, top 30 moments that I've, I've ever experienced with a group of people. And part of that had to do with we were all inebriated and it was yeah. so fun. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I recognize the downsides too. And I understand why people don't drink alcohol in the Mormon faith. Um, but hey, how's that Vicodin treating you? Um, anyways, yeah, there's, there's all there's hypocrisy to go around everywhere. I'm guilty of it just as much as the next person. And, and well, that's okay. Yeah, and I feel like some of that, like, what's funny is I feel like when you and I talk normally, like, I'm usually the one that's a little bit more uh, uh, mean, <laughs> and I feel like you're you're usually more like, oh, it's understanding. I, I don't know, like, I feel like it's flipping, not, not flipping. Like, I just feel like I'm usually pretty harsh, um, and I feel like for me, like, that comes from a place of just being so frustrated that for so long, I feel like I was actually lied to or actually, like, um, yes. Uh, and in, in some cases, people weren't lying to me, like they really believed it. But in other cases, I'm like, this is all founded in it's something that's trying to manipulate me. And I feel like I was manipulated for a lot of my life. Um, and, and like that frustration. And also, I, I, I really keep going back to like thinking about the people that are worried about me and are thinking down on me like I'm some lost uh, lost individual or like bad individual now. Like the, the devil has gotten me and the devil has infiltrated uh, like my, my being or whatever. And it really offends me. And so I was trying to figure out like, why, like just digging into more of like, why am I so angry about this? Like, shouldn't I not care? Like, shouldn't I just move on? But it still does really bother me that I spent so much of my life. Like, but, but also those were really great years of my life too. I didn't have like the negative experience. Like I think you did in some cases, like with your expulsion or whatever, like I had really positive experience. I had really great people that surrounded me. And I kind of just wish like those people like got the credit that they were due to go to an early point that you said, like they were the good people. They did the right thing. They didn't do it because of God. They did it because they're good people. Um, and I want them to know like that they're good on their own. They're not needing to do this out of some like misguided attempt to, um, I don't know, go to heaven. For you are a lot of these people, because I think it's different for us. Cause like I have so many more rules in Mormonism that we have to follow. Like for you, what are like the main things that they even 
it like literally it's just like oh i don't i, I don't want to like speak too much for you but like oh i don't i don't believe in god type thing like is that like oh yep oh you say that that you are a lost soul like literally just yeah. saying that like you can be doing everything else right but just that alone will always have you lower in their eyes is that what is that what you're yeah. kind of yeah i think so because i because i remember being on the other side of that and then coming into contact with people that like didn't believe in god and like i remember my feelings towards them was was from a place of like pity or whatever and like being concerned about them because you're literally thinking that they're going to spend eternity burning in hell which is like yours is different yeah yeah so like you your hell is different (laughs) so like the stakes are really high and like you're really worried about it and i and i think about all the time that was wasted on worrying about that type of thing that's not going to happen and um, yeah, so I, I think, like, yeah, just saying you don't believe in God anymore or, uh, yeah, because, like, drinking wasn't necessarily, like, a... A bad thing for you like guys. hard no- Well, it was when I was young, like, the... the but once you're 21... Even in the groups I was in, like, it was some, t- some people were, like, very anti-alcohol and some people were, like, more... Just wine. Yeah. Um, the boring stuff. And then, like, premarital sex, uh... Mar- like marriage in general, like divorce was a no no. Um, I don't know. There, there were, there were, there were things to be sure. But yeah, less less strict than I think yours, your upbringing was. Dear dear religion, you know why premarital sex is like a bad thing? It's a premarital sex is a bad thing because it could potentially ruin your life if you have a child out of wedlock. So to all you uh, people of religion out there, really what you guys hate is the actual pregnancy happening. So why don't you just work on some contraception? Oh, because God says it's bad. All right, well, well, then you're going to continue to have kids who just have sex and get pregnant because that is what we have been biologically bred to do. Like It, it wasn't God who came up with multiply and replenish the earth. It was evolution. Uh, <laughs> trying to have as many children as possible for men. Anyways. Well, and, yeah, and like I know, like just to, just to hit on that subject, like I think that that could be really damaging when you do get married and you do finally like you consummate you consummate your marriage and like a lot of people carry around that guilt that has been ingrained into you since you were a child about like sex basically being a bad thing um and it it, it, yes you're told in marriage it's great blah 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 but it's really hard to like flip that switch um versus like just having a healthy outlook on it and being responsible i guess if that makes sense. No, it but does. There, but it there's like sense. a lot of guilt that comes with that that I personally struggled with for a really long time because it was really hard to detach from what I'd been told about sex basically for my whole life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, the Skinners never had problems. <laughs> never, had, <laughs> never had, like, I mean, we had problems, but like we were able to uh, get over it fairly quickly. Um, I, I, well, I think I, men I, and women are different too. True. So there's seven dudes to two girls in my family, but, um, I don't want to speak for too many members of my family cause I'm sure they want to keep some of this stuff private, but <laughs> I know most of us, if not all of us, <laughs> I'll just say most of us. So like, so, so when somebody does get asked about this, because okay. you know, people listen to my podcast, well, they're like, uh, so, um, 
sir, we heard your brother say that people had a problem with the law of trust. Is that was that true about you? They can be like, oh, I was one of the I was one of the two people who didn't have a problem with it. If someone brings that up, that would be, be so, so funny. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, well, I can just retire the podcast. Uh, my my job here, my work here is done. Like this is this is all I really wanted out of all of this. Great, 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 great. No, I told you that. I, I told you that. Like, I think I brought it up on um one of the podcasts. Someone was uh. Someone, a guest on the podcast was reached out to, I'm not going to say specifically, like by a member of an organization that was high up in their organization. Um, and they had to t- chat about what we chatted about on the, uh, on oh, the podcast. Oh, yes. Yep. Which, I mean, wi- hashtag <laughs> winning. Oh my gosh. That was so cool. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. I didn't realize that my. <laughs> I, my hundred people listening was so rel- was so relevant. <laughs> like that scares you. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, where are we at? We're at. Uh, oh, my favorite sex. Um, <laughs> love love talking about love talking about premarital sex. It's the best. No, just kidding. Uh, but but like the my wife and I have talked about this like quite a bit. I'm just like you want to know. Like I don't. I, I'm not like gonna encourage my kids to go and have sex. Like, I'm gonna be like, hey. Just, just get as get as much tail as you can, <laughs> son and daughter, during this during this time of your life. But I also want to make sure that they're equipped to not ruin their life and be like, yeah. "All right, here's your IUD, son. Here are uh, here are here are condoms. I know you're not going to use them, so here's this other thing. <laughs> here's this other thing to that you can offer up. Um, but we don't. We in no way." Uh, our, we do such a disservice to the to our young people uh, from a religious standpoint. Uh, I think there are some people who do a really who it does benefit them and they are fine. But generally speaking, those people are highly judgmental of those who who fail and are unable. And, and, and with that, like I just want to name off. I'm not going to actually name off people, but like there are so many good people that I love and will always love, no matter what. Um, despite their flaws, like, cause they love me despite my flaws, even though I think the idea of the flaws that they ascribe to me are stupid. Um, once again, like going back to like replicating what you said, like, Oh, Alex, Alex has left the church. Like, we're so sad. We're praying for him. Like guys, like if that's my biggest problem, I think I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I'm right. doing, I'm doing okay. And then, dis- and then despite all of, all of your flaws that you have I still I still love you a lot like my family I gotta admit um it's one thing like I'm not that close with a lot of many members of my family just because there's nine of us that's impossible um but the lack of judgment that I have felt within my own family is uh, quite a blessing if you want to like if you want to call it that I'll I'll give that one to God um it's quite a it's quite a a blessing that I've been able to never feel like the pressure for that from them or them look at me different for things that I've done or whatever. Um, so I am very thankful of that. And then there's other great people that have been awesome to me throughout my life and who know where I'm at in my life now and still um, care about me a lot. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that's what, like, and that's why I want to have this discussion is because you want to know what's really hard is when you do finally leave and you, you want to know what you're, you're absolutely right. Please bless Alex because he is lost. I am. I was, I should say, I was lost. Like you, you get rid of this entire worldview yeah. 
And then you have to create this new one that is specific and niche just to yourself. That is, we see people fail doing this all of the time. Like I, 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 it just takes a little while for us to get into stride um, and figure out what is really important to us, what matters and what our values are going to be. But eventually we get there. So thank you to everyone who was patient with me during that process because there were times where I was super dicky to people uh, and I regret that. But you are right. I, I, I was lost, but not in the way that you're thinking. Like my path is not to find my way back to what you guys believe is right. That that's, that's not the lost. That's what you're praying for, but that's not the type of loss that I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like when I finally decided or started to decide like that, the, that I didn't believe anymore, it was as if I, like someone had died, like God had died. Yes. Like, um, and it's I felt so depressing. Like it's so depressing. And you feel like all those times, I don't know about you, but like all those times I would pray, I would pray all the time. Like, you know, in my day to day, like if something was stressing me out or if I was worried, I would pray or if I wanted to, uh, whatever it was, like it was this constant sense of like someone in my head type of thing that I could talk to or rely on or whatever. And then to have that gone or to, to realize that what I had invested my, like basically my entire life in up until that point, my, my thinking life was not real. Um, and was actually uh, like a form of actual malice, like it's, it's manipulative from its roots, whatever, um, was really, really hard. And I fought it really, really hard. And I kept trying and trying and trying to find ways to be wrong, like to, to be like this, no, it is true. It is true. I really want to believe. Um, but I think like to your point earlier, like you realized that all that time it was just you and the other people that supported you. And like coming around to that and figuring that out was so empowering. Like so, like I felt so much more confidence in myself and my abilities that like I had actually been fine the whole time. That was me talking to me. Um, I, I don't know, but that but losing that I think is one of the scariest, most painful things that had happened to me. Have you ever and now, heard? Like, oh, go ahead. No, you you go ahead. You keep going. I I was just gonna say like. Now, like having lost someone like really significant in my life since then, because I hadn't really lost anyone up until that point, it, it really rings true that that's what it's like. It's like losing someone that was really close to you. It's a real death. This is going to sound so stupid and probably tone deaf of a question. How hard was that? How hard was lo- losing God? No, 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 no. Like how hard, like you said, now that you've lost. Oh my oh. gosh. Were you talking about something? Were you talking about God? Well, earlier I thought I you were talking, talking about God. your dad. No, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, okay. I'm saying after losing my dad, I didn't want to make it like a specific woe is me thing. But like after losing my dad, I actually am more confident in how I felt uh, like that comparing losing God to losing someone important to you because it did feel like a like a real loss. Like there's something about death that I hadn't experienced before, which is like a sudden cutoff, right? Like that's obvious, but like it's, you can't go back. There's nothing there. Like you can't, you can never get that person back. You can never go back to the way things were. Your life has fundamentally been changed and you, you miss that person or you miss what they, what they did for you or whatever. And I think losing my dad, like made that seem more valid to me that I had ever compared it to like losing someone. Cause I hadn't lost someone before. So like, I just felt like my, maybe my thoughts there weren't legit because I hadn't compared it. Yeah. I still haven't like lost anyone significant in my life yet. And 
apologies if someone is like, you lost this person. How is that not someone significant to you? Like, what I mean by that is just like someone who was at least there in my day-to-day 25% yeah. of my life. Like, it's a very yeah. low number. <laughs> that doesn't, yeah. that's not that high. Like, there have been people, like, all of my grandparents have died, um, except for my grandma Ballard, still going strong. Man, I, I'm pretty sure she wants to die. But uh, she's like, she's uh, 1924, so she's six years, six years away from 100. Um, so I think that one will be a little bit tough. But th- at the same time, it won't because, like, she's going to be 100 years old. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? This isn't like, yeah. I feel like hard loss is generally when somebody is younger and it's unexpected. Or it's like, yes, I invested so much time in this person. Um, and they're gone now. So I'm going to be sad when Grandma Ballard dies, but it wasn't like there was a huge investment on my part. And maybe this is just me being a bad grandson. In my part, like in her life, she lived in Long Beach. We saw her. She'd come babysit us every now and then. Once again, I am going to be sad when it's happened, but it really, I don't, I don't foresee me having any real things until like my parents die, a member of the family die, or like cl- very close friends that I have die. Right. Um, and so that's one nice thing about like being the youngest, but also one of the crappy things is like, it's nice because like you have like this, you you didn't get to know grandma and grandpa really well. Like grandpa Skinner died in 94. I was just a little, or 93. I was just a little kid. Grandma Skinner got Alzheimer's like right after. So I never really knew her either. Grandma Ballard was never in my life um, or grandpa, grandpa Ballard was never in my life. Um, so like you just have like, all right, just waiting, just <laughs> Just waiting for that first real one. This is gonna suck, but like, yeah. it's been it's been nice while it lasted. Well, and it's like I think it's I think it has a little more to do with the like how often you rely on them for any like any sort of emotional like anything. So like like for me in both scenarios, God and my dad. Like when you realize like okay, I can't call my dad anymore, or like I'm not gonna hear from him. I haven't heard from him in a while. Like you keep getting reminded of that. And so you, I think it's more present because you're constantly reminded of it because it was like something that you would do all the time. And it was the same with God. It was like, I would catch myself starting to pray and I'd be like, why am I doing this? Like, this is like, there's no one there. And so it's, I think it has more to do with like the impact that they have in your day to day is to the degree that you feel that loss. And like, I really feel like I went through all the stages of grief, like whatever, like denial, anger, and eventually acceptance. Um, But it is like, the Keebler Ross model. Oh, fancy. Um, but yeah, like I think it, it it's really hard. And I, and that's the other thing that bothers me. And I've, I've actually gotten to heated de- like conversations. I wouldn't even say debates with people about this, but people who are in the faith that they're like, that they're so worried for me. And I'm like, you know what? I prayed like for months, for years, for like a real sign for God to tell me that I was wrong. I put the work in. <laughs> yeah. Like I tried really hard and and I, I know we were talking about this when we were prepping for this, um, but, like, I even remember sitting on, like, you and I were at, we were house-sitting, and we were sitting outside by the pool, and the, I remember this moment, like, so clearly, because I think it was, like, a big, like, crossroads for me, and I had wanted to believe so bad that I, like, I think I asked you, like, why do you believe? And I, th- I, I don't think you really responded. I think it was, like, not a, a very direct answer or whatever, but in that moment, like, if you had told me with a lot of passion, like why you believed or whatever, I probably would have like been on the road to converting to Mormonism because I wanted to believe in something so bad and I couldn't accept a world where that wasn't the case. 
Um, and I had already started to walk away from what my own beliefs were. And so like it insults me when people act like, oh, I just wanted to not have to deal with like the um, judgment that comes from God or whatever it is. It's like, no, like I wanted to. Like that was the hardest thing that had happened to me in my life. I All I wanted was a sign. You're telling me, I'm telling you God, like I want to believe in you. Like, please just give me something to know that I'm making the right decision in staying. And then you get, you don't get that sign or whatever it is. And like, okay. So I guess like I didn't really matter that much or, or I, what's, what's annoying too is like, I know coming from my church, it'll be like, well, this is maybe your journey. And like, maybe it's good. You'll come back around later and you had to go through this so that you could become a stronger person of faith later and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, what you could say is like, maybe I doubt it. Yeah. But maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I highly doubt. I, I do highly doubt that that's what it is. Yeah. No, it's kind of funny that like when you brought that up, I was like, I honestly don't remember that. But like that was at a time where, that was at a time where like I had just got kicked out of school, and so like I was still super like, and at that point I was just going balls to the wall, just doing whatever I wanted because I was just like, you want to know what? Like, besides now, like then I didn't have that much money. That was probably one of the most fun times in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, the, like literally getting kicked out of school. And then like the next two years, uh, you, Aaron and myself, we all get like super close. Um, I have more time, um, with a lot of the people in that area, uh, and just like kind of doing my own thing. And it was, it was honestly really great. It so was, much root beer. It was so Martin much. Ellis. It was so, and like we weren't, that's, do you ever think about that? Like, that's like the crazy thing. We weren't drinking at all. No, we weren't no. like, we, we weren't yeah. doing, we were not using any illicit drugs. We were basically keeping mo I mean, I was breaking the law of chastity, but like neither here nor there. Uh, that's why you were you. It was fleeting happiness, Alex. You want to know what it wasn't? That like that time was so free. I was in a rock band. Like I was in a rock band that like we didn't have that many people that came to see us. But the and we we're on MySpace just all the time, and everyone's like, "Hey, like, do you want to meet up? Hey, do you want to meet up? Like this probably this sounds like I was like a total slut. I wasn't a total slut. I did have some standards. Um, but like at that time, for some reason, like it was just Grant, Grant and I just had the best, <laughs> the best, the best time of our lives. Um, but like I said, these last two and a half years have been way better than any time, um, previous quick note. It is not the Keebler Ross model. I immediately realized Keebler, obviously the cookie company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Kubler, the Kubler Ross model. <laughs> Uh, get cookies on the brain, but no, I think uh, I had a question that I wanted to ask you about. Oh, because you're just like, uh, like it could potentially be your journey that you're that you're gonna come back or whatnot. But why? I don't understand why people like even want us to come back. I know that like, you kind of said it already. It's like, well, it's because the stakes are the stakes are so high. Um, for you, I think it's it is probably higher stakes than it is on my side of things because I have cool hell and you have uh, hot hell. Um, <laughs> although with this global warming, if I have to live on the earth, it's still going to be like, there's a, just to put it into perspective, Joseph Smith once said we would kill ourselves to get to the lowest stage of glory after this life. Like if we were able to see it, like it's still better than this earthly existence somehow. Anyways, it's the Mormons have the best heaven and no one will ever <laughs> convince me otherwise of that. Um, it probably gets really repetitious and boring, but like it's still the best out of all the out of all the heavens. Then man, why so many rules if like your worst heaven is gonna be better than this life? Like this life's pretty pretty good, 
our God's way cooler than yours. That's why. Like, <laughs> no, like, but I mean, like, why even worry about, like, just, like, sin away? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, because you should, like, because the difference between celestial glory and terrestrial glory is you actually get to progress with celestial glory. Like, you get to create worlds. So, like, there is a benefit to um, making the right decisions. Like, how cool would it be to, like, just start forming your own universe? Yeah, you know, like it's like it's yeah. it's roller coaster ty- tycoon times infinity. Like, Ugh, great it's, game. It's Sim City times a hundred because Sim City is a pretty cool game. Um, so it's not that much better than Sim City. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, crap, I forget where I was going. Oh, to, to kind of follow up with what with what you were saying is when you finally make these discoveries. And how hard it is trying to find your way in this earth. And then you finally do like find a path and people are still really judgmental and hurtful about it. Like they'll say little things here and there that I like generally it's in, it's well-intended and whatnot, but we need to stop saying these passive aggressive things. I do it too, to people regularly. I'm sure I've done it fairly explicitly aggressive on this podcast today but I, I feel like we could all do with a little more kindness and a lot of you're probably like I am kind I am kind but think of the person that you're the most mean to regularly and be nice to that person because I bet you there are people out there that are generally speaking nice all of the time I'm not one of those people um, I'm I mistake honesty and no the, the, I don't want to say it like that it makes me sound way more egocentric than I intend like uh, it's something I need to get truth doesn't need to be spoken all the time um so I think there are people and I see them making mistakes regularly but if the mistakes that they are making and the mis- their the mistakes are based on my judgment scale like I believe this to be a failure on your part um there are things like oh hey you want to know what you should probably stop doing heroin like I think there are some times where we need to call people out, but for the most yeah. part, think in human it. life, there aren't a whole lot. Unless people co- unless people come for you for advi- for advice, there are very few things where we need to correct somebody's behavior. Very very rare. Like like in all the, if the worst thing the worst thing that Sheila has is she is terrified by deep fakes videos that are being <laughs> created. Sheila's doing just fine. Sheila's doing <laughs> just fine. I don't need to. There's no behavior that needs to be corrected, even though I think One it's stupid. Even though I think it's stupid that she's terrified by this. I didn't she, say I was terrified. She doesn't need to worry about it. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> oh sweet, sweet baby Jesus. Send Alex two videos of deep fakes that you think are, quote, freaky, and forever you are terrified of deep fakes. But the thing that you have to remember with deep fakes, though, is you also have to get their, <laughs> you have to get their voice as well. You know what I mean? I mean, I think they've done a pretty good job of that, though. Even Bill Hader's wasn't that good. Like, it looked just like Tom Cruise, but it did not sound like Tom Cruise at all. The Obama one was pretty good. Oh, anyway, this is going to become a deep fakes uh, we'll, we'll, do the deep, we'll do the one on deep fakes where Alex goes, <laughs> Alex, you just said like you should be nice to everybody. Why are you being so mean to Sheila about this? <laughs> because I can. Your first response was, honestly, who cares? 
Whoa, Alex woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I think well, it was like 8 a.m. I, I did say that. I did say, no, it was like, it was 8 a.m. Eastern time. So it was yeah. 6 a.m. over here. I did say that later on. I'm like, I am on one right now. I am just, I have no, no empathy for anything right now. I'm just going full tilt. Is that what the, is that the phrase? Full tilt? Full know. tilt in on this one. It was like, well, because, because what we're worried about, that like, and this goes, You're like this climate does, change. This, no, 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 no. Exactly. Like this goes yeah. back to this goes back to like existentialism in a sense where it's like, Michael, there are far more things that you should be afraid of than deep fakes. Like I think there are real issues that we have going on right now in the world. And what's insane to me, I don't want to bring up this person by name, but there's someone close to you who, like it's. Who believes that climate change is not a real thing well, and that, like, it's all going to be fine? But that's, like, the deep fake thing. That's what I was trying to say is, like, that person who we both know we're talking about, like, she will see a deep fake of someone being like, yes, it was all a conspiracy by the sign. To, oh, I'm by the, the by the crocodiles. thing. Yeah. The, the, the alligator people. people. Yeah. Um, it was all a conspiracy and they've been shutting us up. Like we're scientists and they paid us all this money. And like, she's going to see that as absolute proof, but I digress. I wasn't terrified of deep fakes for the record. I just think that they are a threat to democracy among other things that are threats. This is why we need to stop having children (laughs) is because the more children that we have just naturally, the more stupid people there are, (laughs) there are in the world, which sounds super mean, but like, just stop. (laughs) Are you referring to me and my deepfakes? No, 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 no. You know, you know who I'm referring to, but like, I don't even know if I blame. I, I feel like that's more of a, nah, nurture. Yeah. Her problem is a nurture thing and less of a nature thing. But like, how do you, how do you change people's minds? Like, that's what's insane to me. People are so. This is why I'm so happy that I left religion. Uh, And and. let me finish that. Like everyone's probably like, t- they've already turned off the podcast. Let's be honest. Nobody's, <laughs> We're just nobody's talking to ourselves. Nobody's <laughs> listening to Alex rant for an hour and a half. Um, but this is what has been so helpful for me. Living religion is my, I, I, I see things now. Like I, I, I can see and spot flaws in my thinking. And I know that I am not as logical or rational as I claim to be. Granted, like when it comes to a spectrum, oh yeah, I'm w- that person that we're talking about. Definitely way more rational, logical than she is. But I am still very emotional in a lot of the the beliefs that I have. Um, but we become so close-minded into these dogmas that we've created that we fail to see what's real. And what's real can be debated. I know that. Uh, just like what's what is existence? What's the meaning of life? Can be debated, et cetera, et cetera. But the how close-minded that story was that you told me about her mm-hmm. just terrifies me because she's yes. not the only one, and she's not the only like. I, and I don't want to make it seem like it's just like a religious conservative problem. Like liberals suck too, man. Like all humans, when it comes to like logical and rational thinking, we're terrible. We're very, very bad at it, and we like to kid ourselves. And because, like, we're smarter than the animals, we think, oh, we have the we have a conscious brain where we know everything that's going on. So, yeah, yeah, obviously we can rationalize better than than other people. Um, you can't. You 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 yeah. really aren't as good at it as as you think you are. And we all need to get myself included. We all need to get better at that. How we do that, I honestly don't know. But all of this to say, I do feel like humans 
as we evolve, we do get better and better and better and better. The number of people that want to enslave uh, black people in the United States has decreased exponentially over the last 200 years. Not to say that it isn't a travesty that it happened in the first place, uh, but like that's a is that not a bit like two two less than 200 years ago we still had slaves like that is insane that's just 200 years ago like s- slavery like mormonism is uh is younger <laughs> is younger than us having i don't know how to say that exactly like mormonism was born in that time in that time period when slaves were still a thing which is kind of crazy to think about as well like we're going to continue to evolve like the mormon church has gotten better and better and like Obviously, this can be debated. Some people like when Mormons had polygamy. Some people liked when uh, when Utah had slaves. Some people liked um, these different things. But overall, if the worst thing the Mormon church is peddling right now is um, we don't think gay people should be allowed to get married, that's much better than where they were. They used to think that white and black people shouldn't get married. Like, we have progressed so much, and it just gets better and better and better, like, and some people are probably thinking, like, oh, the, what Alex just said isn't true. John Taylor said, a uh, prophet of the LDS Church said, if anyone mixes their blood <laughs> with a member of uh, a different race, it would be better to kill that child. So go look oh that up. God. It's a real thing. Like, we are so much better than we were, and we're just going to continue to get better. Um, what I'm afraid of is that it's going to be too little too late because um, – the earth will have destroyed itself. And I know that some people are probably thinking like, well, maybe this is all part of God's plan. Overpopulate the planet to the point of extinction. Um, That wasn't his plan. Like he killed all of the people during Noah's time. He could easily do it any other time now. Um, Probably a little more difficult now uh, because we have, so it's interesting how miracles don't really happen anymore. Anyways, (laughs) side note, all of this to say, we're all getting better. I just hope that we can move the process along a little bit quicker <laughs> because um, we don't have that much time. And, and you want to know what? It doesn't really affect Sheila or I. Uh, we don't plan. If, and if we do have kids, it's not going to be that many. Uh, uh, no, we're not having kids together. Her and Aaron, <laughs> her and Aaron not having kids. <laughs> Katie and I will probably have kids, but it's not going to be that many. Um, I'm terrified for your grandkids. I am terrified for the world that they're going, that you're leaving them. And honestly, that I'm like, I love my AC. I just got my AC bill super high uh, because July was the hottest month uh, in recorded Ever. human history. Yeah. Um, so if you, if, if you really don't think climate change, like, so was this really an existentialism podcast or were you just letting us know that climate change is uh, like, you think climate change is a real thing? Um, I'm still not doing my part as best as I could be doing, but your, uh, your posterity, they are going to have a, terrible time uh here in the next in less than the next couple hundred years so uh continue not to care (laughs) if you if you don't want to uh like i said it affects me less than it affects you so whatever yes i have nothing to add (laughs) (laughs) how did how did you guys bounce around to so many different places like what is this podcast about how are you going to title this like oh i know i do know how i want to end actually okay so we already talked about like it really ultimately this life doesn't really matter so why why waste your time um i do want to share this quick just this is going to be a quick anecdote 
I have a great, great granddad. Just to let you know how what we do really doesn't matter. My great, great granddad um, tried to murder his wife and then tried to commit suicide in England. Long story short, he got off because the judge said, hey, as long she forgave him. As long as you marry the girl, you won't have to go to prison. So they get married. She ends up cheating on him with her uh, with a brother-in-law. He leaves, comes to America. My mom just told me that story. Um, and you know how many people know that story? Now, pro- 10, 10 people? 10 people? Do you know how many yeah. people probably knew that story at the time? It was like front news, pay, paper, blah, 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 blah. Probably thousands. I'd say probably mm-hmm. thousands of people. But just to let you know, there are diminishing returns uh, as the years go by um, when it comes to people remembering you. So if, if you want your legacy to be, to be remembered, uh, pull a Hitler or pull like a Franklin Delano Roosevelt type thing. Mother Teresa. Yeah. Uh, you have to be either someone super, super important or like think about all the great people that we probably like. All right. We know Michelangelo from like the 1600. I don't know when he lived. I honestly don't care. Um, <laughs> Michelangelo. Like we remember Michelangelo. Do you like do you ever think about like the so who's like a like the Jay-Z, the Jay-Z of now? Like who's the one step below Jay-Z? Everyone's going to forget that person within 500 years because when history is written, it's just about the most important people. But anyway. also, like even even Hitler, like in the big picture, when the when the Earth falls into a fiery ball from the sun exploding or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's you can keep weird. following that line of reasoning all the way down to like nothing matters, and that's when that's when like whenever I get really worked up about something like at work or, or, or a moment of shame, like I'm really beating myself up. I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. Like there, you could get fired from your job tomorrow. And within a few months, you'll be fine. Like it, it yeah. Like it'll matter to you and your, your, your immediate future, right? Like yep. it matters in your relationships or how you pay your bills or whatever. But in the big picture, like one, I always liked the rule of if it is this going to matter in five years. If it's not, like, don't worry about it at all. Like, yep. basically, just move on. But like, even taking a step further and being like, is this going to matter in the course of my life or the course of humanity? Like, no, no, it's not going to matter. So why don't I just try to be nice, have like enjoy my life while I'm here, do right by others, like, and just be happy? Yep. Why not? I agree. And so I have one. I have one more question though. Like, on the on the topic of existence so this is this is legit legitimately ripped off from inside the actor studio he like does these rapid fire questions but he asks Mm -hmm. everybody this one Um, and there's some answers that i've heard that i really like um so if there's a god what would you want to say to him or her or it would it be would it be the god that i grew up with or just like god just a like, just a, a little a, I'm just gonna say a big G God like this this one that could be for everybody. Okay, I feel like I'm reading into this question too What's much. Here, here, but I, here, sorry, you don't want to know what what's hard about this is like. Well, if there is this big G God, I don't know what his rules are. So yes, probably yeah. my first question is like, uh, did I did I do it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, did I make this okay? So I think a better thing would be like the God that you be- believed in. Um, if so, if the God that I believed in turned out like I died, go to heaven, whatever, there's the guy. I'd be like, why, why did you make it so hard? <laughs> like to, to like, why did you show yourself to select people, but not show yourself to everyone? Like it's already hard enough to do the right thing, uh, per the Bible, like, and to sacrifice so much. Like yeah, why I didn't love, you at least... I love shellfish. Don't make me give up shellfish. 
Like, why didn't you at least give us the opportunity to like see that you are truly there? Because it's still going to be hard to to follow all these rules. But now we have this extra step of like, but just have faith that he is there, even though you've never seen him or blah, blah, blah. Like, why did you do that? That would be my question. Well, yeah, can, could you imagine if like uh, you were asked by like a religious leader to be like, hey, give me your give me your husband. Um, he's going to be my husband now. Or, hey, you need to sacrifice your kid. Like these are all, those are two examples that are legitimately in the Bible. (laughs) Like these are real, these are real things that apparently have happened, which I I know I can explain the, I can explain the give me your, your wife thing. I I know exactly where that one comes from. The sacrificing your kid, that's insane to me. I don't understand who came up with that one. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's usually my favorite answer, I think, is Ricky Gervais's. And that's it's, it's exactly what you said. Why'd you make it so hard to, f- to find you? Like, why, yeah. why, why, why were you hiding so much? Um, because yeah. I, I honestly do think if you eliminated faith and you just knew, like, God's just like, hey, nice to meet you. God, uh, probably wondering what I do for work. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, if, like, if we knew he existed and, like, he, like, revealed himself, like, every now and then, it uh, to your point, it would still be really hard. Like, you yeah. want to know what? I Even if I knew with with 100% surety God exists, I couldn't. I could not guarantee that I still wouldn't have had premarital sex. Like, I probably still would have made a lot of the same uh, mistakes based on his rules if he revealed himself 100% or not to me. Yeah. And so there's really no reason for there to be faith except to continue to build up those religions by giving them money for some reason all religions have monetary value attached to them um by the way uh, shout out to everyone who paid for my uh brigham young university education via tithing dollars but never went to byu thanks to all of you thanks to all of the taxpayers out there who paid fafsa who got me my fafsa money big shout out to all of you you got me through school uh where i actually profited money so thank you all uh for for doing that for me um uh, that's the answer, though. The answer is because these institutions have, uh, one, they have community, and the amount of monetary value that they ha- that they produce, you can't say no to that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say no to billions of dollars every year. That is untaxed in the United States, by the way. Don't even get me started on that. You want to solve a lot of our problems, everybody? Like, you, you want to feed the poor and hungry? I know you don't think that... That, that the state uses money super wisely. I understand that, but neither does your religion. You think they do, but they yeah. don't. They don't yeah. use it that wisely. They, uh, th- the fact that they are just constantly investing, once again, going on a tangent, everybody, but if, if we could just tax all of these religions, so uh, here, let me do it. For Mormons, let me do this. If we could tax Joel Olstein or Austin, I don't even know how you say his name, if we could tax that guy who's making hundreds of millions of dollars a year, wouldn't that make you happy? Um, like I, I say this to everybody, look outside. If you want to see the problems within your own religion, all you have to do is look at another one. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I left. I was doing a lot of research on the Jehovah's Witness religion um, for Bible bashing on my mission. <laughs> 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 um, just to have like be equipped as, as best as I could. And then you'd like be like, dude, Rutherford had so many, Rutherford being one of the reli- uh, religious leaders for the Jehovah's Witness faith, Rutherford had so many failed prophecies that he got wrong. So there's no way that this could be right. Just go look and see if, if your own 
So Seventh-day Adventists, go see if Elaine G. White also got a lot of prophecies wrong. Anyways, that's all, that's all I'll say on that. I'm not trying to deconvert anybody. Uh, there's a lot of value to having the community that I no longer mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Um, but yep. we're all in this together. Let's just, try to, let's just try to be nice to one another. The meaner you are to me, the more I'm going to be like I just was there, those last, that last minute where I was going off. If you want to come at me with what you believe to be facts or experiences that you've had, I will come back at you with my facts and experience. So once again, all that to be said, let's just be nice to each other. Let's just talk philosophically about a lot of stuff, try to figure out, fix the world's problems as best we can. Um, and be nice to one another, and not get offended. Like I, I'm not going to be offended when you come at me and be like, "Your worldview is wrong for X, Y, or Z reason." But just please promise me that you also will give me the same courtesy of mm-hmm. not getting offended when I when I bring that back to you. Um, too much, too much hate. There's always been too much hate in the world uh, since the dawn of time. It's getting better, uh, but like like I always said, we can always do better. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, hope you give it a listen. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, SoundCloud, and anywhere podcasts are stored. Literally anywhere. Feel free to email your comments to us at we want to talk about it now at gmail.com or comment on any of our social media platforms. Even better, leave us a written review on iTunes. We love you and always will. Remember, don't be a dick and let's keep being better.